Welcome to Lower the Bar. I'm Ryan. I'm a busy dad, and I gained a bunch of weight after I got married and managed to lose it all, totaling 40 pounds. I'm Jordan, a seven-foot-tall husband and father of five who used to weigh well over 350 pounds. I've lost and regained weight multiple times until I found more sustainable habits. I'm now down over 75 pounds while balancing a career in leadership and a busy family life. And we're on a mission to make weight loss more approachable for busy dads. We hope this podcast helps you get unstuck with your health goals and makes weight loss more doable and sustainable. What's up, everybody? What's up, Jordan? Ryan, what up, dude? How's it going? I'm doing great, man. Freaking fantastic. What's your uh, What's your favorite go-to snack these days? I'll tell you exactly what it is. It is zero-fat vanilla Greek yogurt. Light and Fit is the brand. You get it from Walmart in tubs. And then I get these chewy protein bars from Costco. They're in a red box. And I cut up the chewy protein bar with a knife and I put it in my vanilla Greek yogurt. Mm. And it is, in a word, delectable. Dang, Amazing. Sounds- I look forward to it. It's kind of like my sweet treat at night. I eat it. I eat it after dinner. Okay. What about you? Okay. Uh, my go-to lately has, is something really similar. So I'll do uh, plain Greek yogurt, the kind that tastes nasty as <laughs> add something to it. Yeah. So what I add to it is I'll add um, a little bit of PB Fit, which by itself is kind of nasty. But the secret here is um, doing the uh, Splenda liquid stevia drops. Ooh, yeah. So it tastes like peanut butter. Ooh. And then what I'll do is I'll slice up some apples. Yes. Into like little chip, little chip pieces. So you get the you dip the apples in what tastes like peanut butter, Dude. and it's like. It's like 300 calories, 40 grams of protein, 45 grams of protein, and it's like, let's do it. That's a good hack right there. As you, um, whether you're just starting out on your journey or you're well on your way, Greek yogurt, man, cannot be overstated how powerful it is. I make ranch dressing out of Greek yogurt. I make, uh, oh, actually, here's a hack I'll have to share sometime. Raisin canes. If you like getting the chicken fingers from Raisin Cane's, I know how to make a Raisin Cane's dupe sauce using Greek yogurt as the base, which tastes pretty darn close. Pretty darn close. Close enough that you're like, I'm I'm eating Raisin Cane's sauce right now. That sauce is bomb, too. Yeah. Actually, very simple uh, sauce. It's Greek yogurt as the base, ketchup, black pepper, and Worcestershire sauce. That's that's Mm. it. Dang, where'd you find that recipe? I don't know. I was poking around on the interwebs one day and popped up. Nice. Well, um, self-discipline. You're gonna need. Yeah. You're gonna need some or a lot to do anything difficult in life, including losing some weight. So this is kind of a big, broad topic. But um, when you think about this, I kind of thought we'd start like all the way back. Like, what does it even mean to you? Like that phrase, you hear that phrase your whole life, just have some self-discipline, Ryan. What does that mean to you? Yeah, it's kind of a phrase where when I think about it, I don't really, I don't really know. But like before we started recording, when you said, um, it's just doing things you don't feel like doing. (laughs) That And that makes, that's like a a fifth grade reading level version of like what self-discipline is. It's like, 
sometimes you're not going to want to do these things and you do them anyways. Yeah. Right? And the thing that, the reason to do them anyway, the common thread is that usually those things have value that is hard to see on the other side of the pain or the, yeah. the trouble you're going to have to go through. So waking up early after going to bed reasonably and getting a full night's sleep doesn't sound as fun or as sexy as watching Survivor till 2 a.m. and sleeping in. So there's inherent pain or sacrifice that comes along with maybe getting yourself on a better sleep routine. To me, that's yeah. self-discipline. It's saying that the outcome to me outweighs the pleasure I'm missing out on. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm thinking back on all the things that somebody would say that I do that um, shows good self-discipline. And with all of them, when first implementing these things, it's much more difficult than it is for me now. Yeah. Like I, w I, I, w I would argue that I don't have a lot of self-discipline right now. I have a lot of habits. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at first, at first I had some self-discipline to say, okay, we're going to start doing this thing. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to start lifting weights three days a week. Yeah. You know, and at first, at first I don't feel like doing that stuff. And, and often I don't feel like doing it now, but it's something I don't really contemplate yeah. because it's a habit. You know what I mean? No, I, I know exactly what you mean. I, and I totally agree. There's things that require some grit to start and then they just become sort of second nature. I feel like I could wake up and dress myself and drive to the gym and work out without even thinking about it. Sometimes I feel like I'm on... I'm an autonomous <laughs> yeah. AI being or something because I just end up there every morning somehow. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. But that wasn't always the case, especially mm -hmm. when you don't know. And there's a million factors that go into that because part of going and doing the thing is not, it's not actually that action that's hard. What, what paralyzes you is the looking dumb when you get there or the not finding success after you go or like, Buying, you know, different food, preparing different meals, objectively should is just a task. But it might be the way that you think you're going to feel on the other side. Oh, this won't be filling enough. Oh, this won't taste good. Or going to the gym, I won't know how to work out. I don't know what routine to do. I don't know how the weights work. It's fear of like looking dumb, feeling dumb, being unsure about what's on the other side of it. Not so much just the action. So I think that we get a little paralyzed to take action sometimes because of that too. And it requires courage. It requires, it's almost not even called self-discipline at the beginning. Self-discipline is, I think, to keep doing the things. Courage is what it takes to do it once or twice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just I'm just thinking of so many examples in my head of like, when you decide you want to wake up at 5.30 a.m. when you're normally waking up at 7, yeah. like that hour and a half shift, it feels miserable. Like when you first tr start trying to, to do that, and that feels like a lot of uh, exertion yeah. to like cut back your sleep. And like somebody would consider that as somebody who wakes up early every day to be self-disciplined. But 
after you adjust your body to it, I'm getting the same eight hours you are. I just wake up at a different time. Yeah. So, so yeah, I was going to say in, in the concept then of call it self-discipline, maybe call it self mastery. Let's say self mastery is like a next level phrase. How have you found it to be easier to form a new habit in another area of life because of self-discipline and habits in a, a, another part of your life? That makes sense. So forming self-discipline outside of weight loss? Yeah, meaning, or, or let's say the first thing you got on track was your weight loss. And then how did you find that translate to other things? Um, it's just, it's just a deep understanding of how, how you form habits. Yeah. Like I haven't been great at, um, flossing my teeth my entire adulthood life. Yeah. And once I, I realized, oh, this is just something that is not a habit. You know, I'm not in the habit of flossing my teeth. I brush my teeth, but I don't floss my teeth. Yeah. So, um, once once you un actually understand how to form a habit, self-discipline is like, I don't even think, I don't even consider myself a self-disciplined person or a disciplined person. I just know how to hack my brain to get myself to do things. So I, you know, I go to the dentist and they measure my gums and, um, and it's, it's, it's a conversation every time. Yeah. Are, are you flossing? No, I'm not. <laughs> okay. Maybe do that. Okay. Yeah. Six months later, are you flossing? No, I'm not. Okay. So this time I was like, okay, what I'm going to do is habit stack. Every time I brush my teeth, I'm going to immediately floss them. The first week, you know, I had to remind myself to do yeah. it. After that, did not have to remind myself to do it. All of a sudden, I'm a quote unquote disciplined person. Yeah. No, I just tricked, I just tricked my brain. I really just tricked my brain. Yeah. Well, it's the, it's you know? the outcome that matters, right? R regardless yeah. of what you want to label the process, we're going for outcomes that are positive. Um, I think a lot about, you know, confidence. So to me, doing valuable net positive life things makes you feel more confident. It's like non-negotiable. It's like a law of the universe. When you wake up and make your bed and you go to the gym and you come home and you're thoughtful about what you eat and you floss your teeth at night, that person, I promise you, is more confident than the person who's not doing those things. Why is that? Because winning feels good to human beings. And it feels good to feel like you have control of your life and your environment and your choices. And you're not just being, you know, people will describe being like whipped around and, and like life just happens to them. There's a great quote that's like, I don't want life to happen to me. I want to happen to my life. Like I'm telling my life what it's going to be. And when you start to do things that just show that you have control, you, you build confidence and it snowballs. It's very like, you ever meet one of those people who's just like up at 5.30, ready to party, like all the energy in the world and so optimistic. Like some people want to just slap people in the face because they're too optimistic. Yeah. I've been accused of being too optimistic by people I'll mentor. And they'll come to me with problems and be like, I want you to wallow in misery with me for just a minute before you just positively try to help me solve the problem. The reason I'm so positive is because I feel like I have control of my life most of the time because I've installed good habits. Those just breed confidence. Yeah, 
and I also feel like um, the the result of building that confidence is like you kind of change your identity a little bit. Yeah. So now you have that confidence that you are a disciplined person, you have control of your life. And so that kind of bleeds out to like everything else you do. You know what I mean? Well, what you say to yourself that you are is what you are. Yeah. Your subconscious is so powerful. If you say to yourself, you know, I'm a lazy person who can't get anything done. Well, your behavior might mirror that. If you say to yourself, I'm a capable person, surely I can install a new good habit and you put effort in, your subconscious drives a lot. There's one thing I wanted to mention though, which is some people I think struggle when they try to, when they go from nothing and then they try to take too small of a step. What I mean by that is your new habit, if you don't have very good habits, needs to be challenging enough that you feel like you've won when you do it, but achievable. So for instance, it can't just be, well, I'll just, now look, I'm not trying to call anybody out here, but what I'm saying is like, maybe a reasonable goal for someone is to be able to walk around the living room five times and call that exercise. And that's fine if that's where you're at. But if you're a person in, let's just say your average person walking down the street and you want to start exercising, then maybe walking to the end of the street and back is too small of a goal because you can't lie to yourself right? You can't trick your subconscious past, it knows when you're lying. So if you say, I did it today, I met my goal, I walked to the end of the street. And if you're a reasonably healthy average person, that's too small. So you have to also find something that's challenging enough to fire off that dopamine, that reward when you hit it, but feels just challenging enough that it forces you to exert some effort and courage to start. It has to be believable. You have to believe that you can do it. Yeah. Right? So I think that that's why it's kind of a fine line. And I I can't say for you what that means, but it's like you kind of know what biting off more than you can chew feels like, and you know what underperforming feels like. And if you don't, just close your eyes and sit quietly and ask yourself, like for you, what that means. If you were really honest with yourself, I think you kind of know. If you haven't been working out, don't go to the gym and load five plates on each side of the bench press and try to hack that because it's not going to work. But also don't just do the bar if you can lift more than that. Throw some weight on there. If the first set was too easy, put a little more weight on there. And that way when you strut out of the gym afterward, you can say, I got to a point where I put in, I got to where my limit is again. You know, like I pushed. That's just a proud feeling and leads you to more confident decisions. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. I I think there has to be a good balance uh, struck between making new habits doable enough for you to just get in motion, but also enough where you're challenging challenging yourself to the point where you feel like it's going to make a difference. Mm -hmm. There's got to be a balance there because I think it's really, really important to make things very, very doable um, to the point where like uh, a lot of people might think that it's not, it's not doing anything, but the, the purpose is to establish the habit so that once it's established, you can build upon it. 
Yeah. And then you're removing like a lot of that friction to like get yourself going. So many people have a problem like getting themselves going at the beginning, yeah. but it's like, it's, it's mostly you're just establishing habits and then you can just easily build upon them after that. I think friction is such a great word there. Cause it's just like how much opposition, how, how hard is it to get through that first barrier? You know, I, yeah. I don't know. We usually don't try to be like too prescriptive. We don't, I want to tell you exactly what to do. We want to give you a lot of good ideas and maybe some motivation or some positive vibes to keep you going on your journey. But if you were to prescribe, uh, and and I'm happy to start to to give an example, but like something that a person could do connected to their wellness, health and fitness journey that also adds to their self-improvement, you know, another area of their life to focus on. Is there something that comes to mind for you, like something you would prescribe that a person try? Um, that's a hard question. You, you want something that's uh, both uh, self-improvement and health and wellness? No, I'm saying in the, in the overall realm of self-improvement. It doesn't have to be health I mean, and wellness. So I'll give my example. Yeah, I have fallen in love with journaling. I think it's a good practice. I don't think, I think everybody probably could do it and benefit from it. I think like I thought a year ago that it was kind of hokey and something that felt dumb and that I would be like a 13 year old girl writing in my diary. Um, that has not been the case. And I found profound benefits from that. And if I was to prescribe something, if you're already like working out, feeling good, if you're already eating better, if you're already on a path where you've gained some confidence, take five minutes and write your thoughts down somewhere every day and see what that adds to your life. It's uh, I, I admittedly don't do it that much, but I know that it, I, I think people don't know the purpose of journaling really. Yeah. Um, and when you journal, when you brain dump words on a paper, it allows you to think about what you're thinking about. Yeah. And when you think about what you're thinking about, you're able to examine yeah. your thinking. <laughs> you know what I mean? And decide if you want to change it and, and analyze how it's affecting you. 100%. Well, you can think faster than you can write. The beautiful yeah. thing is that it's it's a siphon. It's like your your head forcing all these things down through your fingers. And you have to tell your journal on a page in just a, in these movements how you're feeling. And it forces you to articulate it. Just like you said, you have to say it out loud sort of in plain English so that you can write it down. Um, that's where I think the best place to start is. Another thing, I've, I'm not a great meditator. I'm certainly not a monk sitting high up in the mountains in a robe, you know, peacefully meditating for hours. But I've found success having five to 10 minute meditation sessions after a long time of trying and failing. And mostly it's because I sat down and expected to have some profound experience. But just like journaling, my advice would be, if you want to try meditating, if you want to try journaling, sit quietly and just think about how you're feeling. That's it. If you're pissed off, write about it. Think about it. If you're happy, write down what's making you happy. Think about, marinate on what's making you happy. If you feel overwhelming gratitude in that moment, play with that. It's mostly awareness of just feeling. And again, not to be too prescriptive, but if, if you do this, like it will add to this journey because confidence comes from it. Because again, you feel like a person who's 
achieved something. You feel like a person who's recorded something and, and, and put pen to paper and you're proud of that. Yeah. I feel like, um, if, if you don't feel like you're a self-disciplined person and you want to become a self-disciplined person, what I would encourage you not to do is to, is to just think that you just need to like bite down harder and, mm -hmm. and get it done. I, I think a lot of people have that mindset of like, well, I just need more grit. Oh yeah. And I, I, I don't think that's the case. I, I, I would highly recommend learning how the brain works, learning how to form habits, mm -hmm. read the book, Atomic Habits by James Clear. That book changed my life. And once you understand how you actually form habits and how it doesn't necessarily take that much discipline to maintain habits. If you can figure out how to like hack your brain to get them to start doing it, you realize that it's, it's not a matter of grit or, or, you know, like being a, a mentally tough person. Yeah. It's just a, a matter of like creating these systems that like eventually just go on autopilot and like somebody would perceive you as a self-disciplined person, but you're just like, oh, just shit I do. Yeah. You know? Well, I'll add my second endorsement for Atomic Habits. Wonderful book. There's another one called um, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Also a great read. That's a very good compliment to that one. Um, but yeah, dude, you don't have to wake up and be a Navy SEAL tomorrow. And, and look, and don't try to hack everything at one time. Don't watch a YouTube video about David Goggins and then think that tomorrow you need to act like him every moment of the day. It won't happen. There are very, very few people on the planet who are wired the way he is. You can overlay a picture of David Goggins right here. The dude's wild. And you watch any of his content, he says, you are a piece of garbage. Change everything about your life tomorrow, starting at 3.30 a.m. Do a thousand pull-ups by lunch, right? It's extreme. Some people, it's yeah. tough love motivation. A lot of people really love it because it's enough of a poke to be like, okay, I really should do something, right? I'm not going to do this, yeah. but I should do something. Um, right. So look, like you don't have to, you don't have to be a seal overnight, but learn about the brain. I think that's great advice. That's all I got. That's all I got too. I hope this helps guys. All right. See, see ya. ya.